It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. This time every Friday, we like to delve a little bit into the greyhound racing industry and catch up with uh, personalities. We've been doing it now for, uh, what, the best uh, part of about four or five months, actually. Met some interesting people and uh, won't be an exception this morning either because we're talking to one Justin Evans. And Justin Evans, of course, is a racing commentator in his own right. Uh, Justin, good morning to you. Yeah, morning, Smithy. Great to uh, be with you. Thanks uh, for having me on. And morning to all the listeners. Thanks for the chat. Uh, no problem. Hey, you've had a career in um, broadcasting a wee bit. Uh, as a pre- started as a presenter on commercial radio with your wife. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. You've been giggling or something. I, I have had um, a lifetime behind uh, the mic. Uh, it's a bit of a funny old story. Uh, I started with a, uh, a childhood dream to do what I'm doing now. So I've sort of come full circle uh, to be a race commentator. So I sort of started uh, calling after a childhood dream uh, to get uh, into the racing, and uh, I did that sort of in my teenage years. But, yeah, uh, I sort of took a, a left turn, really, and an opportunity came up to um, head into commercial uh, music radio. Uh, and um, so I sort of did that and um, didn't look back, really. It just sort of took on a life of its own. So I, I was uh, around the Manawatu. I'm, I'm a CD lad, so predominantly around my uh, hometown of Manawatu. I was on a radio station, a very successful station in Palmy North called 2XS, which ended up being Moore FM. And so I was on there for a number of years, including uh, a few other stints. And yes, I did actually meet my um, now wife, uh, who was working at the station, and uh, we ended up doing a breakfast show uh, for a couple of years in uh, Tauranga, actually. So, yeah, had a good 15, 16 years uh, doing the commercial uh, music um, uh, thing before sort of um, getting back and uh, and following the uh, the initial dream, which I've been doing for the last uh, three or four years, uh, calling the races. Well, your uh, dream of uh, race day calling it started uh, quite a long way back, didn't it? With, with what, with T. Lee back in, in Gisborne or somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've uh, you've delved deep here. My first call, I, uh, my first uh, race call was at Gisborne many years ago. Look, it's uh, as I said, it was a real childhood dream of mine. So I was that kid. I often tell the story while all the other kids were out there uh, with the cricket bat and uh, throwing around the uh, rugby ball. I was um, I was the one huddled away in my uh, bedroom practicing to be a race caller from as young as I can remember. Actually, I was uh, a bit of a weird child. I hung out for Christmas Day simply to get the racing annuals, the Christmas present, and uh, doing all the form for Boxing Day. So, look, I was mad on racing, wanted to be a caller. And actually, my very first uh, introduction, I actually sent a letter to uh, the then uh, race caller in the uh, Manawatu, whose name was uh, Alan Bright. And um, so I actually sent a letter to him when I was eight, um, telling him of my uh, of my dream and that I wanted to be a race caller. And I got to spend the day with uh, Alan Bright up in the up in the box at Awapuni. But uh, it was yeah, it was really when Tony sort of burst onto the scene that um, gee, he he just excited me so much. He was a big inspiration. I got to meet Tony, and uh, he became a real mentor of mine. And sort of in my teenage years, I um, sort of cut my teeth. Uh, uh, doing a lot of the trials and being a bit of an understudy to Tony, really, for a number of years and uh, developed a really good uh, friendship. And even uh, he was probably a bit of a father figure for many years, was, uh, was Tony. So, um, yeah, he was a real mentor of mine and um, sort of uh, came up under him. But as I say, uh, I sort of uh, took the sidestep into commercial music radio. He was out of racing for a number of years, always followed it, but 
yeah, a few years ago, I thought uh, there was a bit of unfinished business there. I never really got going the first time around, and I uh, thought I'd chase it again and been uh, lucky enough to uh, get the opportunity. It's, uh, it's all about the opportunity in this game, right moment, right time. And I uh, got an opportunity a few years ago and uh, have uh, chased that and uh, now flying along in the deep south. Well, your next uh, right time is uh, this afternoon, in fact, uh, Justin. You're calling the Addington Greyhounds, but you're doing it from a distance. Yeah, look, uh, these days it's, uh, it's, it's uh, a funny old time, actually, uh, Smithy. In the last couple of years, the landscape of race calling, uh, really since uh, sort of COVID struck, uh, uh, remote calling has been uh, really part of what we do these days. We either find ourselves on track. I've been uh, finding myself uh, hopping on uh, on a plane many times over the last few months calling God knows uh, where I'm. I think I'm one of the uh, few callers that hasn't been struck down by COVID, so um, often been filling in. Uh, I think for a week or two, you know, I was calling Hara Gallops and Auckland Dogs and Taraba Gallops. But yeah, calling Addington today, filling in, uh, but from the remote setup from uh, what is now home uh, for me in Dunedin. So yeah, doing it from the Dunedin studio. But um, I was at Wyndham yesterday, many hours on the road. But uh, yeah, these days we do it the uh, remote. Uh, remote setup if need be if logistics I mean we can't get to the track so look I think for the greyhounds uh, there's not too much uh, difference for the uh, for the listener or the uh, viewer and pretty good setup here so uh, look it doesn't affect us too much from the calling um, point of view anyway well you're also an owner now of course because uh, you've got a dog called Astro uh, with trainer Madison Ham- Madison Hamilton and you've had a lot of fun out of it already Yes, uh, well, uh, uh, fun. We're hoping to get a little bit of fun him on the actual racetrack. Anybody who follows Astro, you can go along to Facebook. He's had a Facebook page from the uh, time we picked him up as a puppy. It's been a bit of a story. We got Astro. We, we call him Astro. His race name is Star Sailor. Um, look, we, we got him. My wife and I are big dog lovers. We've got a border collie at home, and um, she's getting... Uh, Older, and we thought, you know, why why not get a greyhound uh, to um, maybe uh, replace her or join her on the couch at some stage and have a bit of fun with him on the track? So, look, my wife picked him from a litter of ten Smithy, um, basically when he was two months old. Um, I think he's one of only two or three from the litter that hasn't won a race yet. He's very it's very early days. He's only had the two starts, but um, he's a bit of a slow burn. He's he's slow. Slow all round, actually, is Astro, star sailor, as I say. He's had two starts. Uh, he's run seventh of eight both times, but um, he's not showing a whole lot. But we are just hoping he's uh, going to be one of those dogs that just takes a little bit of time to come to it. He's actually on the sideline at the moment with a few niggles. But, look, early days, but we're optimistic that he might pick up the pace at some stage and uh, come to it. We'd love to... Um, We'd love to get a win, although we'd take a top three or four at this stage the way he's going. But uh, hopefully we'll see Star Sailor back and hopefully he um, he improves with a bit of maturity as some of us uh, tend to do in life. You're in a unique part of it because you call uh, trotting, you call thoroughbreds, you call greyhound racing. What's, uh, what, what about um, an industry where you call a race which might last 17 to 18 seconds and one, one that can last three minutes? How, how do you do that? Yeah, yeah, look, it keeps you on your toes. Um, look, I enjoy the variety. I've always been a fan of all tree codes. And look, greyhounds in particular, when I was a, a young fella, I often tell the story, I was just in sport. I was just, uh, the first time I saw greyhound racing as a, as a dog fan anyway, I don't think I'd sort of seen greyhound racing for some time. I was introduced to the horses first, heading along to the races uh, with the family. When I first uh, went along to the uh, Palmerston North uh, track and saw these greyhounds whooping around the track, it was it was like Disneyland for me. 
And I was lucky enough growing up in Palmerston North. Back in those days, of course, there was a Greyhound track um, uh, close by. We had Palmerston North, we had Wanganui, which was a grass track back then. We had Masterton, which was just uh, a brilliant track. You basically stood on top of them. And back in those days, before TV, you really thought uh, you were there, um, really part of something back then. So I was a big fan of Greyhound uh, racing. Um, so as I say, I'm a fan of all three codes in terms of the calling. Yeah, look, it's a little different, Smithy. There's no doubt about that. I, you, you don't tend to get a great chance to express yourself too much uh, with the greyhounds. It's more about uh, just spitting them out, hopefully uh, getting all the dogs out and nailing the finish if that's that. So you certainly get a lot more time with the horses uh, to um, uh, to express yourself. Uh, but look, I enjoy all three codes. They all uh, are slightly different, but the variety is good. I, I often get asked if I've got a preference. Uh, probably lean slightly towards the thoroughbreds. I really cut my teeth on the thoroughbreds growing up, so if I had to pick uh, one of the three, it would be the thoroughbreds. But um, like I say, the variety is good, and uh, I uh, I enjoy all, all three codes. But from a pure uh, sport point of view, Greyhounds has uh, has always been fascinating to me, and the puzzle of trying to work it out um, uh, in terms of doing the form. So yeah, I'm happy. I'm like I always say to the bosses, I'm happy to lob up uh, wherever in any code at any track. Justin Evans, been great uh, catching up with you. I love to hear uh, your enthusiasm for the game. Um, and I know you've already had a great start to the weekend because your Melbourne Storm got up and beat the Panthers overnight. So it can't, <laughs> yeah. hey, mate, it can't get be- much better. And I, I, I've got information. You know why? Because people have been texting in. You've got relations around the country. In fact, uh, you're someone. Uh, you must be someone's uh, nephew because they've, they've come in with a text to give me all this information. To be fair, have a great weekend, mate. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A few relatives are a fan of yours, no doubt about that. And uh, just get the storm in. I am a storm tragic, so um, it was good waking up this morning, uh, getting one over the Panthers. Albeit a depleted Panthers, but we'll take it. Hopefully, the, we'll uh, the purple storm can go all the way. Good on you, Justin. Have a great weekend, mate. Thank you. Yes, mate. Thanks for having me on. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.